Well, let's continue with what we began last week. I don't know some of you where you are last week. Somewhere under Nyamachoma or somewhere under somewhere. Hallelujah. Or oh, just by the beach, sending text messages. Hoping someday to find us. And you found us, you found us this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. But last Sunday, we began with the uh, began speaking of the unchangeable, God the unchangeable one. God the unchangeable one. That, that, that means he does not change. He's, he's unchanging. God the unchangeable one. And then I, I started with well, some statements, but one of it that has really been standing out and I really want you to pay attention. It's not just words that we speak, but I remember hearing this from the Lord that it grieves his heart when his people do not expect what he has made available for them to come to pass. It grieves his heart when his people do not expect what he has made available for them to come to pass. The reason for our redemption is that we may walk in all what God has made available for us in Christ Jesus. That's the reason for our redemption. He paid the price for us to experience heaven's best. He paid the price. That's why I read last week also the prophecies that came out some last year. And, and one of which says, don't let the world tell you about your future. Your world, the world, do, the world does not know your future. Your future is in, in God's hand. If you want to know your future, you have to go to God's word and start finding out what he says concerning your future. The world does not know. The world is in darkness. It does not know. But like the scripture, for those who are here, uh, Miss Tina opened with this scripture in, in, in Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. It says, great darkness. There will be darkness in the world, but listen to this. In the kingdom of God, there will be light. In your life, there will be light. There should be light all the place you go. Because even Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city set on the hill. It cannot be hidden. So it, it, when, when we don't expect, when we don't expect all what is made available for us to, to, to manifest in our lives, then it grieves his heart. And in Joshua chapter 21, I want you to see why we should expect all what God has made available for us in Christ Jesus to manifest. In Joshua chapter 24, 21, 43 to 45, <clears throat> I wish you were able to see how, how I've highlighted my scriptures by having it on, on the screen. But I want you to pay attention to these words. So the Lord God gave to Israel what? All. Do you see that? The Lord God gave to, what am I saying? The reason for redemption is that we may walk in all what God has, has, has made available for us in Christ Jesus. So, so the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sown to give to their fathers, and they took both the possession of it and dwelt in it. They experienced what God had told them was going to come to pass. <clears throat> the Lord gave them rest all around. The Lord gave them rest all around according to what? To all that they, he had sown to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered what? All their enemies into their hand. And look at verse 45. Let's read it together. Not a word failed 
of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. Shout this one. All came to pass. Can I pose a, a very popular statement? What's your problem then? <laughs> What's your problem? Did you see that? All, all. But my question to you is this. Did all experience? No. Those who experienced what God had provided, had made available, is the ones that took his words and mixed their faith with it. Walked in that. This is a very good year. Amen. To walk in your divine health, to walk in God's prosperity, listen to this, to do more than any time in our lives in changing the lives of other people. To release generosity, experience God's generosity and us releasing God's generosity to others. For others to experience God's goodness through us. This is the year. This is the gospel. It's good news, glad tidings. Hallelujah. All, but not all of the children of Israel experienced that. In fact, there's a generation that all of those 20 years and under, of those that had come from the land of Egypt, they all died in the wilderness, not because God couldn't fulfill his house, his word, but because they refused to believe God. So it grieves God when his people do not receive and expect what he has said to come to pass will come to pass. Our redemption in Christ is hinged on God's love and goodness to us. Our redemption in Christ is, is, is hinged on God's love and goodness to us. Why is that so? For God so loved the world that he gave. It's our redemption. That God loves you. And because he loves you, he has made abundant life available for us to experience. It is the manifestation, our redemption is the manifestation of the goodwill, God's goodwill to man. Listen to this. That he is for your victory. That he is for your divine health. That he is for your prosperity. That he is for life, being your, a fulfilling life all the time. You may say, why is the enemy in all this? He is for your victory because he defeated the devil and he made you and I in Christ Jesus more than conquerors. Oh, what about sin? That's the reason he came. He came to destroy the works of the enemy. Sin was the work of the enemy, not God's work. This is the work of God, that you may believe in the one that he sent you. The one he sent. And, and we, that you may believe in the one he sent. His name is Jesus. His will for man is absolutely good. That means his will for you is absolutely good. His will for you is to experience goodness in this year. That's the reason he came. 
So again, it grieves him when we don't expect what he has made available for us through our redemption to come to pass. Let's go to Psalm 78. I want you to see from the scriptures. Psalm 78, verse 40 and to 42. Talking about the same people, the children of Israel. How often they provoked him in the wilderness. They provoked you. They provoked, provoked God. And grieved him in the desert. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the, in, in, in the desert. Let's go to the next scripture, please. And did what? Yes, again and again they tempted God. Again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Is God unlimited? Yes, he's unlimited. That's why he can't fit in your company. You and your son's limited. He's bigger. <laughs> but they, listen to this. They limited the whole one of Israel. But look at this. Before then in verse, verse 40, how often they did what? They provoked. That's one word they used there. They provoked him in the wilderness. How were they provoking him? They didn't believe what he said will come to pass, will come to pass in their lives. They are fed, they still complained. We want meat. God says, that's fine. I'm going to do that for you. They came to the Red Sea. He opened the way for them. They saw the manna. He gave instructions. When it is on a, before, the day before the Sabbath, just take, uh, I mean, take the, I mean, every day take the portion enough for the day. They still put, uh, took more than enough. And when they woke up the following day, it had, it had worms in it. They were rebellious over and over again. They were not believing God. They are not believing him. That is a type of redemption. They're not believing him for the purpose that he redeemed them from the, from the land of Egypt for them to walk in. And the whole purpose was this, that they may be God's people and worship him and be a true nation of God that will worship him in, in uh, sincerity and in truth. But they grieved him in the desert. Yes, and again and again they tempted God. Unlimited the whole one of Israel. Look at verse 42. They did not remember his power. What situation are you facing right now? That you say, this is so powerful. No, no, no. No, no, no. Remember his power. Remember who parted the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Remember who fed millions of people in the wilderness every day. Remember he who walked on water. Remember he who defeated the devil for you. So but them they did not remember his power. The day when he redeemed them from the enemy. The day when he redeemed them from the enemy. They did not remember his power that grieved him. Say I choose not to grieve my father. By accepting. By believing. What he has made available for me through his son, Jesus Christ. Whatever the situation you and I are facing, does not mean there is no solution. We need to trust God. We need to trust God. We need to trust the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The Holy Spirit who is our helper to show us exactly what to do. It is not impossible. It's the devil telling you it's impossible. It is not impossible. Not at all. 
Look at Psalm 95 verse 10. Psalm 95 verse 10. It says, for 40 years I was grieved with that generation. Do you want that? Do you want God to look at you and go, it's just, I'm grieved. We find that in the scriptures, in the book of uh, Genesis, when God had created man and, and the sons of men, um, and the sons of God, believe they are angels, they came in to women who are beautiful, women who are on earth, and they gave birth to giants. And, and the thoughts of men, the Bible says, the thought of man was evil continually. And it grieved the Lord that he had created man. I don't, listen to this. This was a type of redemption, church. He had redeemed them from Egypt. You know, then they go to the, the wilderness. They provoke him. They tempt him. They grieve him. They grieve him, his heart. I don't want to be God even to be grieved that he ever redeemed me. Listen to this. Or to be grieved that he ever called me as a pastor. Do you know that's what he said concerning Saul? It grieved his heart that he had chosen uh, that he had, he had chosen Paul, Saul to be the king of Israel. It grieved him so much. In fact, it grieved the, the prophet Samuel, and he cried there all night long, and until God said this, "Stop crying to me concerning Saul, for I have rejected him. Go to the house of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have chosen a king for myself that will lead my people Israel." You don't want God to be grieved that He even called you to do something. Give Him pleasure. Do you know how you give Him pleasure? Hebrews 11.6, by faith it is possible to please God. You see the way I approach it? I didn't say the other way, without faith it's impossible to please God. I say the other way, by faith it's possible to please God. How is that faith? Faith is a trust. Faith is believing. Faith is an action word. Faith is acting on God's promises. There's no way in the book is written, 2024 is full of sickness for you. There's way in the book that is written that you are going to fail. There's way in the book that is saying that the prices will go up, and because they are up, you will be just languishing. You are of the another kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. You are of another kingdom. For 40 years, I was grieved with that generation and said it is a people who go astray in their hearts. And this is the reason why they go astray in their hearts. They do not know my ways. So do you know what your pursuit should be? Yours and my pursuit this year? I want to know God's ways. Hallelujah. I want to know God's ways. Psalm 103, I think it should be verse 7, says, He made known his, his power to the children, or to his works to the children of Israel, but his ways to Moses. Let's go over there, please. Psalm, I think it's 103. In verse 7. You still here? Hallelujah. It's okay to shout hallelujah. It's okay to say amen. It's okay to smile. 
Even if there is open heart surgery. Because <laughs> you are still awake. All right, so it's okay to smile. Praise God. Hallelujah. And say, doctor, have your way. He's a good physician. He made, his, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. But you see, the children of Israel did not know what? God's ways. God wants us to know his ways. His ways are not mysterious. His ways are revealed to the seekers. His ways are not mysterious whatsoever as, at all. So then... <clears throat> So have you gotten the, the flow of it? Why, why, why you need to believe God this year? Why is that so? Because in our redemption, there's health, there's prosperity, there's provision. There is being the head and not the tail. Hey, hey, there is freedom from sin for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. There's freedom from sin. There's free freedom from addiction. That should be, if, if there is still, you came in with addiction, 2024, you can say, this is the last day of my addictions. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already free because of what the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, when you test his goodness, you will not accept addiction to be part of you. Oh my goodness. I... I don't say even I enjoyed. I loved alcohol. I loved alcohol from a very early age. And everything that is called the world, we were world people. When they sing, you are the world, we say, we are the world. We are the world. That's the way we thought. And from a very early age, I'm telling you, I just enjoyed drinking alcohol. And, but I remember that 17th June, 1996, at the age of 23, when, I, when, when the power of God touched my life. I cried. I cried. I knew those are greater power than what I thought I was enjoying. Of course, I was going a certain direction. I was about to commit suicide. But then, on the fifth day of my salvation, that was 21st of June, that Friday, 1996, I was touched by the power of God. I heard his voice. I'm telling you, the world left my heart. I knew I was going to live for him. I knew I was committed to him for the rest of my life. And this is my commitment for the rest of my life. I knew that. Alcohol. I, I remember my, my dad telling me when I went back to the, to the, that evening, went back to the house, and my, my dad, uh, I found my dad in the sitting room drinking alcohol, not water. We, we, we didn't drink water as much. We drank alcohol. So he, I, t- I told him, Dad, I've given my life to Christ. He said, oh, Davis, you are drunk. Come over and have some more. He told me that. Come over and have some more. I told him, Dad, I will never touch that alcohol for the rest of my life. 
My mom later on told me when when I told what I told her, I'd given my life. She was in the kitchen. I told her with the tears in my eyes. I told her, Mom, I've today accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. She she told me later on I believed. My dad didn't. I told him, Dad, I'll never touch that alcohol for the rest of my life. It was a bondage in my family. And thank God. Hallelujah. Never had a craving for that alcohol again. You know those ones you have to look away from the club. No, no, no. Not at all. And then oh, 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 cigarettes I smoked all the time. I didn't even desire any cigarette after that. Not at all. You know a smoker, if you've ever been one, the smell of cigarette, especially if you don't have. You see, I was broke at 23, of course. If you don't have even the smell of cigarette anywhere, it makes you crazy. You want it. But listen this. It's being 20 what? This is the 28th year. I'm so thankful. There's nothing like freedom. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's nothing like freedom. <laughs> Praise God. That's all freedom. Listen this. When you are you have tested the goodness of God. That's what you want. That's what you desire. When you have tested the generosity of God, of God, that's what you want. You'll want nothing else but God's generosity. You'll want nothing else but to be a blessing to others. When you see others and you bless them, oh my goodness, that smile. That's what you want to do all the time. Stingy people are not happy. Stingy, did you hear what I said? Stingy people are not happy. <laughs> so let me give you some keys here to help you knowing his ways and that you may please the Father. Remember, it's by faith. That's what you do. First is consecrate your life fully to God. Consecrate your life fully to God. Don't have a double life. What you see in public is what I do in, in secret. Don't have a double life. Don't have a church life and the other one for your home and the other one for when you're with your friends. Consecrate. It's a co deep commitment. Cleanse your life from anything that is a hindrance to your service to God. Cleanse your life from anything that is a hindrance to your service to God. That you choose, I'm going to honor God. It's worthy doing. It's worthy doing. He's worthy of our everything, church. Everything. The higher the level of consecration and commitment, the clearer you are able to see God's purposes. I'm going to say it again. The higher the level of consecration and commitment, the clearer you are able to see God's purposes. That level of commitment is critical. And consecration, you are able to see God's purposes when you are committed, when you are consecrated to him. A double life doesn't see much because he doesn't know. Remember this, their hearts always go astray because they do not know my ways. Consecration means that you are given to knowing God's ways. 
you seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added to you. God has a plan, but it will take your commitment. It will take your consecration wholly to him. There are things that are not necessarily sinful, but not profitable in, 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 in what God has called you to do. Let me say it again. There are things that are not necessarily sinful, but not profitable in what God has called you to do. And sometimes these things can open a, a door to sin. So when you are committed, listen to this. There's so many people who say, I'm committed, I'm committed. I don't go out sleeping around. I'm not going out drinking. I'm not going out doing all the world people do. I'm, 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 I've given my life to the Lord. But listen to this. That's not all. There are levels of consecration. There are levels of commitment. What do you want? You want a high level? Huh? Do you want high level? You want a high level of his will? Then you have to do what? To consecrate yourself. To go to another level. You keep pushing. You keep believing. You keep trusting. You keep desiring. You keep seeking to know his ways. To know God. This is eternal life. That they may know him. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom we sent. So there are levels. There are levels. And levels. There are higher levels. Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. You know, an, an example, let me see. If, if you had a wonderful party on a Saturday evening, for me as a pastor, it's not unlawful to be in your party. But it's not profitable for what God has called me to do. You understand? I, I don't want to come on a Sunday morning and I'm lifting up my hands and all I can think is the part we had last evening. You, you see that? It's not a sin, but it's not profitable for what God has called me to do. So if you invite you for your a million dollar party on Saturday evening, Paul is on. You will bring me the million dollar party maybe another day. Is it sinful? You say, but there are other pastors who do. In fact, I've, I know of a pastor. We meet every Saturday evening. I don't know what they are called to do. I know what I'm called to do. You, you see what I'm saying? That there are things that are not profitable to me. There are things that are not profitable. So you can think about the things that are concerning your own life. There are things that you're doing that are not profitable. If you want that commitment and consecration. So Apostle Paul says this, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Amazing that what he says, they are lawful, but I'll not be brought under the power of any. Immediately what follows is, is what? The next verse. Foods. Woo! Hallelujah. The people who say, we eat everything. Are you a hog? I can eat everything. Are you a hog? We know what that's a hog does. <laughs> well, listen, foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods. That means because we are nearing prayer and fasting, that means as much as you enjoy your food, that you can sacrifice them because it's not unlawful for you to eat, but you can sacrifice them because of the kingdom. 
You've ever heard people who say this in the morning? I must start with a, tea, a cup of tea. I must. And they say that. They decree. As if we see written in the Bible, thou shalt start with a cup of tea when thou wakest up in the morning. The people who decree that, they must. Not so. I will not be brought under the power of any. Amen. Do you enjoy your liberty? Do you enjoy freedom? That we must, in our house, we must eat meat every day. Why? We must. <laughs> and honestly, you're going to some people. Oh, anyway, I don't, I don't remember the story of it. But, oh, yeah, yeah. There's my brother was telling me that they ordered, uh, it was with a friend, and the, uh, the friend told them, go order for, you know, a, a key, uh, go order for roast meat and you can start eating. I'll join you later. So they ordered for one, one kilo, knowing that there were going to be three of them. He came and I said, where is meat? Where is the meat? I said, it's here. It's a kilo. I said, no. I eat a kilo by myself. <laughs> so he said, no, I'm going to order another one. Can you imagine of that? A kilo. But the guy is so big, he said that my, my, well, it saved my life one time when I was short. The, the bullet couldn't enter into my stomach because I was so big. So I eat. <laughs> he, he said that. Literally, I'm, I'm telling him, well, are we together when he's giving that story? Are we together? So he, so he, he said he eats a kilo. I'm, I'm not going to eat a kilo of meat. You understand that? I know that spirit. It has a, it has a name in the Bible. Called glutton. All right, I'm not going to talk about food. You enjoy your food until next Sunday. <laughs> not all things are profitable. Hallelujah. Hey, do, do you know of pro, uh, no profitable things? I, I remember years ago, uh, I was meeting with the, some, some ministers. And when I left, the Lord clearly told me, uh, we were planning for the following meeting, uh, the, uh, maybe uh, some, after some weeks, and the Lord told me, don't meet with them again. You know, those people, when you say, we need to be meeting regularly, the Lord said, don't do that. The meeting was not profitable. There are meetings you go, you are Holy Ghost filled. When you leave, you are tired. You're having headaches. Anyone who's ever been in such a meeting? You think the Lord was in that? Huh? The meeting that you can go, you didn't feel like doing anything but just to sit down until you met with the people and the presence of God. You left there, you wanted just to pray. You're encouraged. You're excited to, to follow the Lord. You need to have such meetings. Oh, we meet every month with who? With the Mshene brothers. <laughs> Mshene club. <laughs> For those of us who don't know what Mshene is, it's gossip. The gossipers club. They meet every month, once a month, to know all the gossip in the in the in the in the in the country, there's a channel. I, I think there's a what is it? A, uh, what do you call it? They, they call it a gossip. 
a Nairobi gossip or something. I clicked one time, I saw it showing Nairobi gossip. Is that so? Is that what it's called? Nairobi gossip online? It's called what? Nairobi gossip. I, I clicked and I'm not going to read anything from these people. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not going to. And the people who read Nairobi gossip, what? What, what is there? I really wouldn't. Why would I read about a gossiper? The name itself ought to tell you this, shun the appearance of evil. Okay, that's not so popular. Let, let, let's go, talking about consecration, that's still my point. You all are fully to God. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. <clears throat> verse 3 to 7. 2 Timothy. You therefore... You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There are things that you have to endure this year. And refuse to give in to the will of the devil. You must be, as a good soldier, endure hardship. Go to the next one, please. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. You see that? There are things that are what? Lawful, but they are not what? Profitable for what, in, in what, to what God has called me to do. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may do what? Please him. How do we please him? With faith we please God. Hebrews 11.6, that may please him who enlist him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Let me tell you one, one of those understanding that you need here. It is a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. They require diligence. They require commitment. They require expectation to do what they, they believe is, is supposed to bring forth fruit. As a soldiers, they say, I'm, I'm, I'm an ex-army, I'm a veteran. Was that so? Oh, they are a small percentage. That's a small percentage. They're the minority. I wish they still did that when I was going, when I finished Form 4 to go to the National Youth Service for some months before going reporting to the university. It could have done me good. Because I went, I was kept for about two hours, I mean two years waiting before I reported to the university. I became a chronic alcoholic. But if we could, would have been put to NYS, you know, for some time. Did you go through that, Brother Francis? National Youth Service? You're a veteran, brother. Anyone who went through NYS? But uh, you see, you see what the percentage? You are one percent, brother. <laughs> Anyone who went through that? The youth don't lift up your hand. You don't know what I'm talking about. You, you see, that, that is a small percentage. Did that help you? There's something that instills inside of you. Youth, if there's an opportunity going to the army, go. Go to the military. Learn, serve. I want went quiet. <laughs> Enjoy hardship. That's a good soldier. This is what he's telling us. Listen, it's a good year 
there's still fighting to do. There's still discipline of an athlete. There's still a discipline of a farmer. You can't plant any time you want to. You have to know when to plant. And listen to this, farming communities don't wake up at 10 a.m. Anyone who grew up in a farming among the farm, uh, farmers would wake up at what, 11 o'clock in the morning? No, they start milking cows at what time? 3 a.m. You grew up in the rice plantation, the area? Oh, man, man, you know what time to wake up. You are not told you wake up. A farmer, an athlete, we know them here in Kenya. Huh? Eliud Kipchoge. Saying, you know, he beat that 159 59 challenge for him to be sitting down and praying. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping one day I'll hit 159 59. What did he take? Discipline. Listen to this the church of the living God, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot be indisciplined and do much in the kingdom. That's why believers should not be going around every time borrowing. It's a kingdom insult. They borrow from January to December. Nitumie kitu hapo, nitumie kitu, kitu kidogo, kitu kidogo, vitu vidogo vigani. Chanonge kama kama Tanzania, vigani vyo. Wake up. Go to a construction site, say I'm ready. A certain guy who just kept bothering me at the time, I said, let's, let's, we, we are constructed, let's have here. Call him, no man call him so that he can come and construct, do the construction. He didn't show up. I said, I'm not going to sow into that. Listen to this, laziness, laziness, laziness is a kingdom insult. Commitment. Consecration. You want to know God's ways. They will not be brought to you on a silver platter. You'll work. Work is the kingdom word. But the beauty of it, we work in the Lord. We labor in the Lord. We labor in the kingdom. Pastoring is not sitting down. You see, I've seen pastors. Who don't do much but walking, walking around with their Bibles, big Bibles. And they give you a call. Mchungaju yanakupigia simu. Hallelujah. Tumia mchungaji kitu. How know that can't be that cheap pastor? Work. Don't wait for impasses. Then you have seen even, even in meetings that they lift up their phones, they are praying for, for receiving impasses. Receive impasses. You are never pray such foolish prayers here. Where's my phone? Let me see. Lift up your phones. Lift up your phones. God is moving. God is moving so that you can receive money into your and the congregation. I'll never pray those foolish prayers. Work. 
Get busy. Expect. Get into the word. Pray. Listen to God. So. I mean, you pray for people who don't even give. Receive their phones. Mine, mine goes on. It does. But I work. Oh, pastor, so are we not supposed to receive? No, I'm telling you, the principle is consecration. And people are taken for, for a ride, even believers. And they have their phones closed their eyes tightly. They're waiting, they're waiting. The way they see Fuliza. <laughs> Messages. The principles of seed time and harvest. You must work, church. You come into this compound, do you think we're idle? Have you noticed we don't, we don't stay idle here? Do you come into them, the, this compound? Does it look like of idlers? You could have finding grass all over here, just coming over the, the roof of the church. And we say, praise God, hallelujah. Lift up your hands. God is touching you, touching you, touching your phone and your pocket, wherever you are. No, no, no. Okay, let me go back. There are many in this city. All right. <clears throat> so consider, don't forget that, of what? Of a, a warfare. Don't forget of a soldier. Not a soldier. Don't forget of an athlete. Don't forget of a hardworking farmer. And may the Lord give you understanding in all these things that you seek, that you consecrate yourself to the Lord. That you want to walk. You labor in the spirit. Secondly, give your life to the word and prayer. I'm asking God, grant us, raise up true intercessors for this ministry. Let me tell you something, and I'm going to be teaching on Wednesday. I've had cases, the one recent, very recent one, I was a member of the staff on Christmas Day, that, that worship evening, right outside the gate, his phone being, as he was waiting for a taxi, you know, online taxi, being snatched by a motor, uh, border border rider or motorbike rider, being snatched. Do you know what that makes me angry in the spirit? Do you know what that tells me? We are not effective around here as a church. We are not effective enough. It's time to rise up. Listen this. Around here, clubs should all of them shut down. That's when you call you for a prayer walk. Don't be rolling in bed in the morning. Come up. Come out for prayer walk. We must take this area. For the kingdom. We can't have people be this. I think last year, last year, but one, someone was killed outside the gate. Of course, he snatched his, his stolen and, and mob justice killed him. Listen to this church. That's not normal. We are of the kingdom. We have authority. Listen, we shouldn't be. There should not be any club here. They should be trying and shutting them down. So, but you are casting people's businesses. Hey, we are, we are talking, we are speaking about kingdom of darkness. 
If you raise up your children in a, you know, with money of a club, what do you expect of them? Several generations. I'm angry with that. The kingdom of darkness cannot thrive. Do you know what? You better rise up and join together with us in prayer and intercession. When you call for prayer meetings, we'll be meeting on Wednesdays and Fridays. You better not have excuse. You better rise up. You better know that you want influence in the kingdom realm, in the, in the, in the, in the spirit realm. If we gather just here, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and we don't, we don't impact the community, we are poor people of the kingdom. Listen, it's not time just to, people say I'm praying for food. The food you're not to be praying for it. Read First Timothy chapter 4. You receive it with thanksgiving. Bless, bless. You don't pray. Say, the only prayer you make is pray for food. It's not sick. Rise up. Rise up in prayer. People who roll on bed at 7 o'clock every day in the morning, that's they're still rolling in bed, they don't do much. Shun. Kick out laziness. Kick out spiritual lethargy. Kick it out. It's a killer. I'm for prayer requests. You understand this? But listen to this. If we engage more, there'll be less prayer requests. We are always being put in those prayers. <laughs> if you know how to engage, immediately I gave my life to Christ. I, was, I, I went to, I was to, there was a church nearby in Pangan in Liberty Cinema. And there was a pastor who used to pray there with his congregation, mostly on Fridays and sometimes on Wednesdays. Now, before then, my Fridays were marked by being in nightclubs. So immediately, I gave my life to Christ. God directed me to my Fridays to be in, uh, in prayer. And I'll go in that congregation. And I was so young in the Lord, a babe in Christ. But I'll see people praying for the whole night. And I chose to uh, look at the pastor, the pastor mostly praying uh, the whole night, pacing back and forth in front of, like being here and pacing, and the congregation are praying over here. Of course, it's a, it's a, it's a cinema theater. I looked at him and I thought this, I thought about it. And I said, if that pastor can pray the whole night, I can also do. I started pacing and praying, a new believer, the whole night. Thank God one and a half weeks, one and a half weeks after my salvation, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. So I'll pray in tongues. I learned how to pray. I can stay in the room for hours alone at night. It doesn't bother me. Listen, this is a very good year. Think of an athlete. Think about a farmer. Think, of a, think about a soldier. You have to give yourself to the word and prayer. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom manifesting uh, on the earth. In the lives of believers but those who don't give themselves to the word, to the word of God and prayer, they will not do much. They will not be used much. Psalm 34 verse 10. <clears throat> the young lions lack and suffer hunger. 
but those who seek the Lord shall not lack in any good thing. Psalm 34 verse 10, the young lions lack and suffer, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack in any good thing. Giving yourself to the word and prayer, that is seeking God with all your heart. Listen, word and prayer. The believers who just pray, they don't know the word, they pray ignorance. I'm talking about word and prayer. You give yourself to that. You give yourself to daily Bible reading. Daily. Daily. You read your Bible. And listen to this. You're not fulfilling uh, some, some, you know, duty. You are reading it, believing to hear. You're reading it in the Holy Ghost. Give your life to the word and prayer. Quick, let's go to the third one. So the first one, you remember? The consecration. Completely giving yourself to God. Second, give your life to the word and, to the word and prayer. Thirdly, walk in, love and serve, uh, walk in love, serving God in sincerity and truth. Walk in love, serving God in sincerity and truth. Walk in love. Brethren, we ought to be known for the love of God. We love one another. For God is love. In your families, it begins right there. In your families, you love one another. You love one another. People just don't talk to one another. You love one another. That's how your children will, will know love, the love of God. Your father, your mother, you love one another in your families. Show love. Walk in love. Listen to this. This is the highest level of operation in God. Because God is love. These are higher levels of serving God. And you know what they take? They, take, they, 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 they require commitment to display that spirit of excellence. It requires commitment. Spirit of excellence requires Walk. Requires to walk in high levels of the will of God. High levels. Years ago, yeah, of course I'll go to so many offices, but I remember it dawned on me <clears throat> years ago. I'll go special to government offices, you know, that like, uh, I'll go like to Nyayo House, especially uh, work permits and all that, and and then for pastors Wade and Carla, and different other things I'll go to do there. But in Nyayo House, then I don't know how it is now, but you go to the ground floor, and it's crowded. You go to the second floor, it's crowded. Those years in the early two thousands, crowded. You don't want even to use the washrooms there. Until you go to higher levels. You go to 10th floor, fewer people. You start going to 20th floor, you start being asked, where are you going? <laughs> that was not everyone enters in here. Where are you going? And, and up there, you start finding red carpets. 
high levels. That means there are few who wants to go up higher. Where strife is, confusion, talking about, you know, the prizes. There are too many people talking that way. You start talking about faith, you find few are willing. You start talking about the prices have gone up. Yeah, I knew, I knew that. I know, I know that. You know, the other day I heard about the president was thinking this way in his house. Can people even talk that way? The president was thinking. They're giving themselves to lower levels. Come up high, you remember the message? Come up high, you remember the message? Come up high, it's not crowded up here. I know there are people, the people, some of you work on Tomboya Street, but I don't like that street. <laughs> but if you invite me, we'll come, you understand? <laughs> but I don't like that street, it's too crowded. I have my sister and my brother, I remember years ago, we went to town, many years ago, maybe late 90s, we went to town in Mombasa, I was in Mombasa. So we're going to town and I said, my goodness, this town looks so good. It's not crowded at all this day. I think it was a certain holiday. Oh, they, they looked at me and said, what do you mean by that? This is not like town. Town should be crowded. My brother and my sister, they liked it when it was crowded. They're saying that their people now are in town. I don't like crowded places. Come up higher. Come up higher. Higher. <laughs> the other day, was it on, on Friday, we go to that area of Siokimau to to do something and visiting also with my sister. And it started raining. Was it on Friday? Yeah, Friday. It rained a lot. So we didn't know. I didn't check on Google Maps and all that. Nothing. So we left coming across, you know, all across to Westlands. And of course, we went up to Expressway. Only yesterday to check out and to find the city was flooded. It wasn't flooded up there in the Expressway. Come up higher. <laughs> we didn't. I couldn't tell. In fact, when he came to the exit of Museum, Museum Hill, we found so many people, so we went up towards Westlands. It was okay up there. Oh, you know, they increased the prices now. You know, the cost is 500. I said, come up higher. The world will not be fixed by politicians. It's fixed by the word of God and faith in God's word. Good governance is important. But listen this. Will not in the world is broken, full of problems. Come up higher. Go and listen to that message. Let's go to Isaiah 58 quickly. So it's only yesterday when I was watching us. So my goodness, the city was flooded. Vehicles are flooded. But express where yours. Express. I'm looking forward to the one from Mombasa. We'll help them pay. Isaiah 58, verse 18, we're about to go into fasting and prayer. The Amplified Classic Version, please, if I can have it quick. Look at this, what I've just been talking about. After praying and fasting, this is what should, should happen. Then you'll delight yourself in the Lord, and I will make you to ride on what? Come on now. I'll make you ride on the what? On the high places of the earth. The high places. Ride on the high places. That's part of the blessing. Ride high places of the earth. And I will feed you the heritage promise for you of Jacob your father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. 
So this year, God has high places for you. Consecrate yourself to him. Get committed. Give yourself to word and prayer and ride on those high places. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 and 2. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you what? Will set you what? High above all nations. God's plan has always been high. 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 Remember when God created us, he said, let us create man in our own image and likeness. Let, let them have dominion over the birds of the air, of the, the all creatures in the, in the sea, and all creeping, a creeping thing. is high. High. Jesus came and said, I'm from above. And he told those who are Pharisees and all those who are from beneath. <laughs> you are from beneath. I'm from above. And he who is from above is above all. Higher. Say there are high places for me this year. They are, church. What does the Bible say? Promotion comes from where? From the Lord. Promotion doesn't go down. It goes up. Is that so? So promotion is available. High places. He says, observe, and I will set you now. Deuteronomy 26. Let's go there, please, quickly. Listen, verse 16. This day the Lord your God commands you to observe these statutes and judgments. Therefore, you shall be careful to observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Is that not diligence? Is that not diligence? That's diligence. Look at what follows next. Today you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God and that you'll walk in his ways and keep his statutes, his commandments and his judgments and that you'll obey his voice. That's commitment in doing his will. Also today the Lord has proclaimed you to be what? His special people. Just as he promised you that you should keep all his commandments. Go ahead please. Verse 19, and that he will do what? He will set you high above all nations. Apostle John says in the book of Revelation that day, he said, I was in the spirit and he went up. He went up. That's why we are waiting. The ultimate is going up. When that, those clouds part, and we'll go home forever and ever when our Lord comes. Ultimately, we're going up. Those who refuse Jesus will go down. The abyss, the Bible talks about it. So, set you high above all nations which he has made in praise, in name and in honor. Did you see that? We're talking about you in praise, in name and in honor. When your name is mentioned, there is honor accompanied to it. There's praise accompanied to it. He said, but it's the name of Jesus. No, you are one in Christ. You are joined to the Lord. You are one spirit with him. One with him. And then he says, and that you may be holy people to the Lord your God, just as he has spoken. There's no, there's no, 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 no shortcut. We have to be holy. You may say, nowadays we hear believers, oh, that's in their old covenant. 
Ah, uh, this is all written in the book of the law. I hear that believers talk in that way, and I wonder, do you know God? But for the sake of that, let's go to first, first Peter. Oh, that's past. Oh, we don't have to tie that past. Oh, debates are law, way of living. You know, you're not seeking God, you're not debating people. You know, to sit down and say, let's debate about the Bible. I will not. I don't have time for that. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Amplified, it says this, but you are a chosen race. Let me see if I can speak these words to see if there will be any response here. But you are a chosen race. A royal priesthood. A consecrated nation. A special people for God's own possession. You specials? How are you doing this morning? So when you hear all the specials, you should know it's not a song they are singing. It's you. <laughs> but you are chosen, your chosen race. He's talking about the church. A chosen race, a royal priesthood. Like what Miss Rita was saying about uh, uh, Prince Charles and the rest. It's a royal priesthood. It's royalty. And he says this, a consecrated you seen consecrated there? Nation. Committed fully to God. Separated unto God. A special people for God's own possession. So that you may proclaim the excellencies. The wonderful deeds. And virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh Lord. What a beauty. What beauty in him. And, and listen to this, once you are not a people, have you heard that? People say, ah, we know in our country, our tribe is not like we are not people. We've never even become, we don't have even a, a person close to the president. You've heard that? Don't, don't identify yourself with those not people. <laughs> I go to my county, it, it just... Kind of, you can get frustrated. I come around here, mostly around here, and there are tarmac everywhere until I go back to my county. Mud everywhere. You understand? That I can't even think of driving a two-wheel vehicle to my county. My natural county, that is. Because my county in heaven is good. So you say, which county is that? I won't tell you. That's what you've been wanting to hear. I won't tell you which county, but that county. But if you talk about being marginalized, I can complain. Even have my message here, marginalized for Christ. <laughs> Not so. Really, it's frustrating. I've gone to other counties and there's stomach everywhere. Even to some, you know, some village inside. To get to my, my, my own home, I had to, to dig a road for myself. Myself, pay for it. So what's your problem? You who's of a tarmac area, village, they tarmac you to the river. <laughs> once you are not a people, don't forget that. This once you are not a people at all. Did you see that? You're not a people at all. Now you are God's people. 
Forget about those people you've been thinking about. My people now is 2027. Forget about those people. God's people. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That's a high place, church. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. So congregation, church, we must, we must consecrate ourselves to the will of God. We must be committed as a soldier, as a farmer, as an athlete. And then secondly, I told you, you have to do what? Give yourself to the word and prayer. Church community is critical. There's much I can do in intercession alone, but there is much, much more we can do when we come together. I decree, I decree, decree, decree. This house shall be known as a house of prayer for all nations. That has to be. Wake up. The third one, I told you what? Walk in love, serving God in sincerity and truth. Did I tell you that there are high levels? Stand up on your feet, please. This one, I have to charge you. That's why I want you to stand up on your feet. Let's go to, uh, to Joshua chapter 24. Do all your stretching before I charge you. When God tells you this is a very precious gift to you, don't expect the devil to, sit, to lie down and sleep and let it come to pass. Not so. But listen to this. When you start seeing him fighting because you are so much engaged in the things of God, you know you have the victory. You know you have the victory. I mean, let me see if I can put in so I'll try to explain it. But they, 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 the Tanzanians actually say it so much. They say that Mwembe Ulioza and Upura. Yeah. Watupura Mwembe Ulambao Unamatunda. That means this if there's a mango tree, Kupura. Do you all Nairobians know what Kupura is? To throw at something. You throw, you know, kupura. So anyway, in soil, Nairobians are so interesting. <laughs> that means when a mango tree has ripe mangoes, is where people do what? You know, in the village, you throw stones and, and let the mangoes fall. But if there are no mangoes, you don't care about that. Listen to this. When you find the devil fighting, You've been walking in, in the Lord and you've been pursuing righteousness. You should know that the season for bearing fruit has come. And there are fruits that are, being, that are visible in your life. That's why the devil is fighting. So Joshua in chapter 24 gathered all the tribes of Israel. They're coming to a place of entering into the promised land. And then he says in verse 2, And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, 
Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. And he continues to give the story uh, of their history. And then in verse 13, he says this. Are you able to go there, please, in verse 13? Ah, okay, right, right there. Verse 13. That's Joshua chapter 24. I have given you a land for which you did not labor. You see, the promise was fulfilled. You see that? I've given you a land which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build. And you dwell in them, you eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now, therefore, verse 14, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Church, serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil, to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers, what is that? Worldliness, idolatry. People are serving money. People are serving the flesh. These are other gods in our generation. Whether the gods which your fathers served that are on the other side of the river, that is in the world. Or the other, the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell in. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That should be our proclamation. If you're standing next to your wife, you can hold a hand or, or, or your husband's hand and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You want to hold my hand over there? As for me and my house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord God. So the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage you did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went among all the people through, through whom we passed. And the Lord drove them out from us, all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. They said that. And truly, we have been delivered. Church, if you are a believer in Christ, you've been brought from afar. If you could have died before the day you gave your life to Christ, you could have gone to hell forever. But God, through his mercy and through his grace, you can go back. Thank you. We are serving the Lord, okay? Through his mercy and through his grace, he has saved you. Look at what he says, verse 19. This, this is a charge he gave to them. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgression or your sins if you forsake the Lord. And serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do your harm and consume you after he has done you good. Now, you know, in the old new covenant, anything like Nothing like that will happen. Listen to this. God is not going to pronounce the curse upon you. But the curse is already in existence. It will bite you. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. Say it. 
we will serve the Lord. Verse 22. So Joshua said to the people, your witnesses again is yourself, that you have chosen the Lord for yourself to serve him. Church, you've just begun the year. Make a fresh commitment to serve the Lord our God. If you've had a double lifestyle, kick it out. Kick it out. There's life ahead of you. There's the land of abundance in front of you. There are promises of God to be fulfilled. I'm talking about this year. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, he said, put away the foreign gods, which are among you, and incline your heart to the Lord God. Everything that you know is, is not worthy doing what you're doing. You know, you may not even be sinning, but listen to this, like things that are not profitable because of the call of God in your life. Habits that are not profitable, remove them from your life and consecrate yourself fully to the Lord. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and he made for them a statutes and an ordinance in Shechem. Hallelujah. We choose to serve him. I want you to lift your voice and lift your, you just speak to him. Make that determination in your heart. Just go ahead. Continue praying, playing that song, please. Just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This is life. This is your life. This is eternal life. This is of the kingdom of God. It's not playing time. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet, please. This one, I have to charge you. That's why I want you to stand up on your feet. Let's go to, uh, to Joshua chapter 24. Do all your stretching before I charge you. When God tells you this is a very precious gift to you, don't expect the devil to, sit, to lie down and sleep and let it come to pass. Not so. But listen to this. When you start seeing him fighting because you are so much engaged in the things of God, you know you have the victory. You know you have the victory. I mean, let me see if I can put in soil as try to explain it. But the, 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 the Tanzanians actually say it so much. They say that Mwembe uliyoza and upurwa. How's that? Yeah. Watupura mwembe ulambayo unamatunda. That means this, if there's a mango tree, kupura. Do you all Nairobians know what kupura is? To throw at something. You throw, you know, kupura. So anyway, in soil, Nairobians are so interesting. That <laughs> means when a mango tree has ripe mangoes, is where people do what? You know, in the village, you throw stones and, and let the mangoes fall. But if there are no mangoes, you don't care about that. Listen to this. When you find the devil fighting, 
you've been walking in, in the Lord and you've been pursuing righteousness, you should know that the season for bearing fruit has come. And there are fruits that are, being, that are visible in your life. That's why the devil is fighting. So Joshua in chapter 24 gathered all the tribes of Israel. They're coming to a place of entering into the promised land. And then he says in verse 2, And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in all times, and they served other gods. And he continues to give the story uh, of their history. And then in verse 13 he says this. Are you able to go there, please, in verse 13? Ah, okay, right, right there. Verse 13. That's Joshua chapter 24. I have given you a land for which you did not labor. You see, the promise was fulfilled. You see that? I've given you a land which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build. And you dwell in them, you eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now, therefore, verse 14, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Church, serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil, to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers, what is that? Worldliness, idolatry. People are serving money. People are serving the flesh. These are other gods in our generation. Whether the gods which your fathers served that are on the other side of the river, that is in the world. Or the other, the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell in. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That should be our proclamation. If you're standing next to your wife, you can hold her hand or, or, or your husband's hand and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You want to hold my hand over there? As for me and my house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord God. So the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage you did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went among all the people through, through whom we passed. And the Lord drove them out from us, all the people, including the Amorites who dwelt in the land. We also, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. They said that. And truly, we have been delivered. Church, if you are a believer in Christ, you've been brought from afar. If you could have died before the day you gave your life to Christ, you could have gone to hell forever. But God, through his mercy and through his grace, you can go back. Thank you. We are serving the Lord, okay? Through his mercy and through his grace, he has saved you. Look at what he says, verse 19. This, this is a charge he gave to them. 
But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgression or your sins if you forsake the Lord. And serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do your harm and consume you after he has done you good. Now, you know, in the old new covenant, anything like, nothing like that will happen. Listen to this. God is not going to pronounce the curse upon you. But the curse is already in existence. It will bite you. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. Say it. We will serve the Lord. Verse 22. So Joshua said to the people, your witnesses against yourself that you have chosen the Lord for yourself to serve him. Church, you've just begun the year. Make a fresh commitment to serve the Lord our God. If you've had a double lifestyle, kick it out. Kick it out. There's life ahead of you. There's the land of abundance in front of you. There are promises of God to be fulfilled. I'm talking about this year. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, he said, put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God. Everything that you know is, is not worthy doing what you're doing. You know, you may not even be sinning, but listen to this, like things that are not profitable because of the call of God in your life. Habits that are not profitable, remove them from your life and consecrate yourself fully to the Lord. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and he made for them a statutes and an ordinance in Shechem. Hallelujah. We choose to serve him. I want you to lift your voice and lift your, you just speak to him. Make that determination in your heart. Just go ahead. Continue praying, playing that song, please. Just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This is life. This is your life. This is eternal life. This is of the kingdom of God. It's not playing time. 